Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. They had a late night last night, not getting out of there until sometime after 11. Of course, I'm talking about the Illinois House. That's after the Illinois Senate at about 7 o'clock or so uh, came out and said, eh, there's not much more we could do today. We're waiting on stuff from the House. Both chambers back in today. Uh, but a lot of action during veto session, which is typically just set aside for overriding or acting upon uh, gubernatorial vetoes. But they did that during a special session weeks ago. Uh, so uh, it opened it up for a whole bunch of things to be uh, to, to be addressed at the State House. And joining us right now to talk about uh, some of those issues uh, that really took a lot of spotlight, and we've talked about here on these airwaves, and we've heard from listeners, and we've followed the debates. Uh, State Representative LaShawn Ford, Democrat from Chicago, thanks for taking time with us. Always enjoy connecting with you. Uh, and you guys had a late night last night. Yeah, Bishop, give us all of our um, credit. We we were into 1145. <laughs> Every minute yeah. counts at that time Every tonight. Minute. That's for sure. Yes. So, um, yeah, you you so know, we've got the last day today. Uh, we'll kind of see if there's any prognostication we can do as to what time you guys get out of there today. Uh, but we really took a lot of attention, a couple of major issues last night after each uh, party caucused and after some hearings uh, and committees and whatnot. Uh, some pretty contentious issues. One of them in particular, the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act amendment, and that was actually changed again yesterday uh, with a third amendment that uh, stripped a couple of things, some of the enforcement language about termination for not complying with any COVID measures, and I believe also the um, the immediate effective date. Uh, when I had talked to you earlier in the week, you had indicated that it didn't seem quite ready yet, and you were wanting to ensure that it had uh, religious protections and medical protections in there uh, for people to deny a certain medical service, um, but you did ultimately support this. Uh, tell us about that. What what uh, What brought you around? Well, you know, protecting um, the individual's religion and medical exemptions is paramount. We have to make sure that we do that. And also, you know, we have our attorney general that the people of the state of Illinois elected to protect um, the state and the courts. And the attorney general has made it very clear that he needed this law to be amended to clarify the original intent of what 45 years ago was intended to only protect um, doctors from um, performing abortions. And so it's clear that there was a loophole in the law. And so I wanted to make sure that people were not able to be terminated um, based on this and that they were able to maintain their religious and medical exemptions. And it's there. So you don't foresee people um, – well, I guess I, the question I have is people are still going to be terminated, though, right? If, if they don't comply with with uh, a, a business's COVID mandates, be they uh, dictated from the president or from, from the governor, um, people are still going to be able to be terminated. Is that right? Well, you know, from the beginning, I've always, since this pandemic, I've – I've done everything to try to um, protect the communities that I serve and work with um, the government to protect individuals from contracting the COVID and from spreading COVID. You know, businesses will be able to fire people regardless, but they will not be able to fire people on the basis of um, this, according to um, the way the 
language was written um, yesterday and passed out of the House. And so there, there's always reasons to sue, and um, people could sue like they're suing now, even before we um, change, uh, put this amendment into law or yeah. pass this amendment out of the House. So even with the law, if the governor signs it, people still have a right to sue. That's why our courts are there. Yeah, and there's a, anybody been, anybody can file a lawsuit. That's that's always that's always the case. Yes, but we have to make sure that we do everything we can to um, protect uh, the lives and preserve people's constitutional rights. And we've done that with this um, amendment that's going to go to the Senate. Yeah, and uh, again, that that is the next uh, step for this uh, measure, and we'll track that as it moves its way through the uh, the Illinois Senate. Um, and uh, obviously, I think it's still going to be a, a contentious issue. Uh, but if this is so important, Representative, um, why remove that immediate effective date? Well, the immediate effective date was removed because you needed 71 votes in order to make it effective immediately, and there were not enough um, votes in the House to um, pass a immediate effective date um, bill. And so it's the attorney general's belief that he could go to court with the legislation that's passed in the law and tell the courts, look, the intent of this legislature is that we amend this um, um, act and clarify the original intent. And he will have that as evidence if he has to go to court. You know, it's a tool that the attorney general believes would be helpful with preserving taxpayer dollars. You know, we, there are lots of resources that will be put forth as a result of lawsuits that people feel that they could file, and our attorney general has to defend all of those. Yeah, and there's there's been several lawsuits uh, against employers uh, in particular. I don't think the attorney general has a has a role in that per se. But if, like, say, a state employee was to do some uh, kind of lawsuit, or even uh, I would imagine school boards are getting involved here as well, and that impacts taxpayer resources. Uh, and that's been some of the concern from even some local school districts here uh, in the central Illinois area. Talking with State Representative LaShawn Ford, other issues. Uh, I definitely want to touch on the congressional maps coming up, and to talk a bit about uh, remote legislating. But uh, the 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 repeal of parental notification uh final hurdle yeah, but, it but, passed last yeah, night but yeah but bishop let me just make sure that it's clear that the protecting their lives is for really for high risk environments like hospitals nursing homes and veteran homes and schools so i just want to make sure that the state is focused on high risk areas and making sure that we protect those areas Gotcha. Yes, the parental notification. Yeah, so talk about that a bit. Um, it uh, something else that uh, drew a lot of attention. Uh, I've seen more people at the state house than I've seen in the past year. Uh, a lot of uh, regular uh, citizens holding up the signs uh, opposing parental notification. Uh, talk about why this was necessary, and now it's onto the governor's desk. Yeah, you know, we we talk about situations like parental notification. We talk about personal responsibilities and families doing everything that they can to um, have relationships with their children to prevent unwanted pregnancies and having relationships. If something like that happens, that they have a relationship that they will feel comfortable talking to their parents or someone in their family about it. But what we've been convinced those that voted for this is that there are enough cases where there are abuses 
women that they feel very threatened to go and tell the uh, abuser that um, that they're pregnant and they have nowhere to turn is what we're hearing or I'm hearing from women across um, the state. And so this is about protecting the people that are at risk and danger from people that harm them sexually, emotionally, and physically in their families. And, um, well, and why was, why was judicial people. bypass not enough to address those concerns? Well, the, the um, message is that we know that a person, a child, should not have to take their personal story into a courtroom and, and have this young person um, be uh, subjected to a courtroom. And so that's unnecessary. I believe that a child, my daughter, she's 17, um, if she had to go before court to get approval, uh, that could be uh, more traumatic as well. State Representative LaShawn Ford here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Another issue we expect to see, uh, a new map was released last night. Uh, we expect to see this advance through both chambers at some point today, uh, and that is a new congressional map. Uh, and we've got the third iteration released last night. Uh, walk us through a bit of what uh, what the latest iteration is. And uh, uh, also, uh, you know, we're losing a seat in Congress. Uh, how, how do we reverse that? You know, the Speaker of the House is doing a fantastic job listening to all of the congressional um, uh, voters and anybody that have a say and or want to have a say. So I think that what the Speaker is doing is making sure that we don't rush to pass a congressional map and make mistakes. He's doing everything he can to make sure that he's listening to members. He's listening to anyone that has a, uh, a stake, per se, in this um, creation of the maps. And so um, we, we will not rush it. We will do everything we can to make sure that we um, get a fair map and protect the constitutional uh, rights of people and the voters' protection uh, act. Well, we'll definitely watch that closely as well. Uh, and again, uh, this, yeah. can I just make one point? Just because the PNA has been repealed, it doesn't mean that doctors don't and shouldn't be compassionate, and they should increase the level of care if they are confronted with a minor that needs protection and um, that needs professional uh, compassionate care. So this is also important that doctors recognize that if they're going to accept this type of client, they have a responsibility to protect that young woman. And finally, here, Representative, um, remote legislating. Uh, it's something that, uh, you know, at least you know, it's nice to be able to, as a reporter, uh, kick back in my pajamas at my home office and watch <laughs> you guys debate legislation uh, all via Zoom. I get it. Uh, but really, uh, I've also heard uh, complaints that uh, the public is not nearly as involved as they want to be. Uh, they can't interact with lawmakers face to face as they feel that they have the right to do. Um, and I know we we still have COVID-19 concerns, but 
when are we going to get back to that kind of normal legislative process where committee hearings are open to the public? They can go in and sit in and they could possibly even testify or talk to their lawmakers when they're coming in and out of committee. When are we going to get back to that? You know, that's exactly what we worked on um, yesterday to try to get there. When we talk about the HRCA, you know, trying to get more people to participate in getting to zero with this virus. And that's why we worked hard and, and debated the, um, um, the intent of the law so that we could get back to the normalcy of Springfield so that people in Illinois could participate in their government and touch um, the legislators. Legislators could have direct contact. So hopefully this will advance the end of this virus in Illinois and we could do our part. So I look forward to a new year where we have um, very low uh, COVID-19 cases in the state and in the country so that we can get back to it. You know, no one really likes doing remote. We are a society where we like to touch and feel and see one another yeah, be because that really helps yeah. get things done face to face. Yeah. So we're going to continue to push safety measures in this in Springfield and I'm sure in the country so that we can get back to a normal way of life. State Representative LaShawn Ford, always appreciate chatting with you. Uh, we'll definitely connect again in the near future. And uh, also, uh, uh, you know, best to, best today. Who knows if it's going to go uh, for 12 hours or 13 hours or how long it goes. But uh, uh, we'll be watching closely. All right. Take care. Thank you, Bishop.